When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 123, Thankful. I am your humble and also gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I am so glad that you guys tuned in to this episode this week. If you have not already, please make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast on Apple Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. Hit that subscribe button, write a review, give your baby boy some five stars, and Make sure you follow your baby boy Bryce Isaiah over there on the YouTube. I can't believe we're in the home stretch of the holiday season already. This Thursday is Thanksgiving, and I'm hoping that this Thanksgiving to a lot of the Purple Pants Posse is better than last Thanksgiving. The world is opening up a little bit more. I'm hoping that people are vaccinated so you can be able to spend time with your family. I also want to take this time to acknowledge anyone that is listening um, that has ever lost a loved one, a family member, a friend, and I know that the holidays can be extremely difficult and um you know sometimes we dread the holidays however i you know have experienced loss in my life and i always choose to look at this time to be thankful to be thankful for the the times that the people that are no longer here with us i'm just thankful that i had that opportunity to have them in my life um and to be able to cherish them and so i encourage anyone that i know the holidays coming up can be somewhat of a damper time but i challenge you this season to to turn the sadness around to gratefulness, to gratefulness that that person impacted your life, that you got the opportunity to share memories and time with them. Although it might be short lived, we still were able to have that time. And I want you to celebrate their life and and celebrate knowing the amazingness of them and know that that person will probably want you to create new memories. And so, I, and again, like I said, I, I'm talking to the posse, but I'm also talking to myself uh, because I get in a rut around the holidays. You know, I've, I've, there's several people close to me and my family that I have lost. And, you know, it, it seems like the holidays will never be the same. But this year I am thankful 
for the opportunity for them to be in my life. And I know that, you know, my grandmother, I know my brother will want me to continue to create memories. They will want me to continue to be my cheerful self. And so I am offering just thankfulness. And I I, I want somebody that is listening to this podcast that is possibly struggling with Thanksgiving is around the corner. I want you to actively try to to and and I know being sad is something that like you know it's it's going to come with it but if we could just try to just be thankful for the opportunities that we've had and to really try to continue traditions on and remembering and honor them. Um, and I, I think that for me, it's so helpful. And, you know, I just share what what is on my heart to the Purple Pants Posse. So I, I hope that message gets across to someone. Also, this episode, Purple Pants Posse, I am thankful for you guys. I just appreciate your love, your support. Anytime I, I need the posse to show up for me, y'all show up. I know some of y'all like, baby boy, why your voice? sound like you've been screaming all week well it's because the baby boy has been screaming all week you know we just came off of Bryce and Wynn Presents Philadelphia the homecoming and let me just tell y'all you showed up and you showed out and when I tell you y'all show out for me Again, I always explain it to y'all and shout out to everyone that I've ever met this week. I'm so excited. I'm so happy that I met y'all. But like I, for me, it's like so hard for me to take in everything. And I'm just filled with so much emotion. We really like turned it out last Wednesday. And there was one particular person that really struck out to me. It was like towards the end, um, the episode had been over. This young person had, you know, wanted to take a picture with me. And I'm like, of course, like, you know, let me get my angles, you know, right. Let me suck my little stomach in because, you know, baby boy been eating. So, you know, and this person had just said, like, you're such an inspiration to me. And I'm like, I, and, I, and again, I, and I'm telling this person, you know, when people say that to me, um, it's hard for me to take in because I feel like I'm still on this journey to a better Bryce. And so it's hard for me to believe that I'm an inspiration when I feel like I'm still working on myself. And this young person really poured into my heart and my spirit and my soul. And they shared with me that their family loves Survivor and that, you know, when Survivor Kagiyan was on, this person was questioning their identity. And, you know, they felt as though they they knew they were different, but, you know, they just hadn't put the stamp of approval on themselves. And they were nervous because they know that their mother previously had not said great things about, you know, people in the LGBTQ plus. And so this person was like sharing with me that they were like really nervous about coming out. And my Kagiyan came on and this person shared with me that they remembered that their mom was like, now I like Bryce. I, Bryce, like Bryce is okay with me. And that person was just saying like, you know, the relief the fact that like, you know, their mom could find somebody entertaining, could like, you know, love someone um, that was gay uh, really opened up the doors for them. And, you know, I was trying to hold my emotions in because y'all know me, I'm an emotional being. But later in that night, I got home and I was like replaying everything that had happened. And um, it really brought me to tears because it's again, and I, I I take this time to share on my platform and I take this time to, again, always share like my unique experiences. And, you know, I always tell people to live in their truth because you just never know how or why that could be affecting somebody. And if 
just to hear that story of no me and my crazy ass or Kagiyan talking about somebody's crayons ain't bright was able to affect this young person's life. Like for me, I just am truly thankful. Um, and I'm just honored to be able to be in this position because who would have thought a third boot? What when it wear out? So I just wanted to just take that time to anyone and everyone that came out to the Bryce and Wynn Presents. We had a lot of special surprises. You know, I can't talk about it, but if you know, you know, all of our big brother people. Okay, Jessica, uh, Kimmy, Derek Frazier. We had Ovi in the building. We had Ramona. We had Russell Swan. And to the host of all of the RHAP rap family, I think Amon came out. We had Matt Scott. We had Survivor Philadelphia season one and two. I'm excited to see season two of the Survivor Philadelphia. Um, it was just such a great time. Dr. Amanda, okay, child, she was out there being Jason Curtis Rivera's manager. Jason's like, no, I don't need a manager. Dr. Amanda was like, you do, and I'm the manager, okay? That's why I love my Dr. Amanda. But yes, I just am just so grateful for all of the people. Melanie from Survivor, uh, Philly Survivor, I love her. Um, just seeing all of the great people that we just get to interact with. And again, I say this, I feel like I say it a lot, but just the community that we've been able to cultivate is just truly heartwarming. And it makes me thankful. And it's why baby boy don't have a voice. Okay, listen, we had our Bryson Wynn presents and then Derek Frazier was having the cookout in town and Bay Bay. I'm acting like, you know, I'm not in my 30s. I'm acting like I'm 17 again. Ciao. Whoo. I needed to take a sick day on Monday, but it was amazing to meet the cookout, to meet Kylan, to meet Tiffany, to meet Hannah. Okay. And listen, I didn't tweet this. Sorry, Wendell. I am in friendship contract negotiations. Okay. Because I'm trying to trade Wendell Holland for X. But it was so much fun to just interact with and just be out. And like, I felt like there was such a long time. I, I, first of all, it's been years since your baby boy has been out. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, set like, listen, like, who do I think I am? Like, I don't know. But I am just, again, so grateful for the love and just everything from you guys. And I'm really excited for this week's episode. So enough of the baby boy spilling my heart. Um, This week on the menu, we've got the church announcements. After the church announcements, Sharia Lloyd from Survivor China is here helping us break down episode four and five of Insecure. Okay, I'm talking the great on Hulu. We got advice with Bryce, Barb's message, and the freak of the week. So listen, put the turkey down. Actually, you know what? Pick the turkey up, okay? Pick the yams up. Pick the apple pie up and enjoy yourself while we get into this week's episode. On this week's church announcement, I really just wanted to touch on friendships and I really wanted to touch on just trusting your intuition. And I know I felt like I touched on this subject a little bit before a couple of weeks ago, but I really just wanted to encourage anyone that's listening to show up for your friends that show up for you. And if somebody does not show up for you, how you show up for them 
then I think, you know, sometimes we need to rethink how we move and negotiate or just move in that that essence of friendships. Because for someone like me, I'm a giving friend. I'm a loving friend. I put my friends before myself. There comes a point in time where sometimes, like I've said before, friendships come into your life for a reason, a season, and some friendships are not destined to go the lifetime. And that's okay. And we're still thankful and we can still love them. But as you are on a road to a better yourself and you are on a road, I'm on a road to a better Bryce. I at times have had friends in my life that we've had a falling out and we've never really like, you know, been able to get on back on track. And I try and I try and I try and I try. And it just seems like, you know, we just can't. For me, it's like I want to live in the past. I want to be like, oh, my God, we had such a great time. I Like, you know, it was um, an amazing. But ultimately, on this road to a better Bryce, I have decided that I'm choosing myself. Although it seems like could possibly be it, 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 it doesn't seem anything than other than what it is, is that I'm choosing myself and I'm putting myself first and I don't have time to show up for people that don't show up for me. And I need to normalize in my life. And again, like I said, you know, normally I'm speaking to myself and Ali Lasher, but I'm just speaking to myself. And I hope that speaking to myself can speak to somebody else. But like, I'm tired of putting energy into others and I don't get anything back. And then I feel bad when the friendship doesn't like, you know what I mean? And again, I've said time and time again, I'm on this road to a better Bryce and I'm putting myself first and I am normalizing showing up for the friends that show up for me. And, you know, leading by example and normalizing that sometimes all friendships aren't meant to go the long distance or we're ever evolving creatures. And some friendships, relationships, they don't look like what they looked in the past. And that's okay. And you can still love them. You can love them from a distance. The relationship is just changing. But ultimately, I'm putting myself and my interests and my goals first because we matter. And so I just want to lay that on somebody's heart because it was on my heart this weekend. I, I hope, you know, somebody can get something out of that. And yeah, listen, put yourself first. And that's on period, poo. And that's on Mary had a little lamb. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a man who. It's a man you. Me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. It's a man who. It's a man you. Me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. And we are, first of all, whoo, child, okay? Chile. We are back this week, okay, with Survivor Riri. We back. And we are covering the last two episodes of Insecure. We are covering Faulty, okay, and <laughs> Surviving, okay? Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, needless to say, uh, season five is definitely delivering. I think it's a home run out the park it is uh so relatable in like uncomfortable ways at times and um so relatable and uh like funny cute different ways and so i can we can just dive right into episode four which was really kind of like another i wouldn't want to say lackluster but definitely i feel like plot building would you agree yeah, I mean, at first I'm like, ooh, it's a little snoozer. But, you know, I think they're going a little deeper this season. So they still have their, you know, comedic moments, but it's just a little deeper. You got to read between the lines a little bit. Definitely. And so season four is really about all about Nathan, um, F-Boy City, in my opinion, at the start of this episode. And, you know, he's having a, I guess, beach party. And Issa brings Kelly and Molly with her. And she's really like, you know, I don't know how to feel after Issa. Ethan, I'm Ethan, after Nathan just basically like dipped out on me when I cried on him and I don't really know how to feel. And so for me, I'm like, girl, what you giving him another chance for? Like, if they show you who you are, believe them. You really do not be feeling Nathan. Really do I, not. I really don't. However, what I really liked about this episode uh, with Nathan was that we got to see the other side. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like, ooh, you get to see, like, I put myself, like, I don't know if, like, you do this, but I put myself in, like, Issa's shoes. So, like, I, like I'm Issa, and, like, I, you know, just give Nathan somebody else. And so to hear Nathan talking to his friends about Issa, basically mm -hmm. saying how he feels like he's friend-zoned and that he wants more from Issa, but she doesn't really know if that's what she wants. So he's like scared. So why are we mad at him then? Why you don't feel him then? Because you just said like, she's the one who doesn't want, you know, more or doesn't know what she wants. So, but here's the thing though. Okay. If I'm Issa and she feels like she's trying, again, Issa is me. And so like, I tell mm -hmm. her time and time again and, and like uh, some relationships or friendships that like, I feel like I am, communicating where I feel like they should know that I'm like open to more so I guess this is why it's so interesting to me because it's like you get to hear from the other person like you get to yeah. see the other side and you get to remind yourself that people are not mind readers so mm. if you like to communicate you have to use your words right we can't assume that somebody just knows how we feel Mm. You talking message, to me or you talking message, to Issa? Message. Okay. Whoever needs to hear this. And, and that is so true because um, so true. I'm just saying, I I think I'm in the point of, and it took me a long time to get to this you know, point in life, that some people need second chances. You know what I mean? Now, I said second. I didn't say third. Second uh, chances. See, and I guess that's where I struggle with because I feel like, you know, in my little teenage years, in my 20 years, I felt like I got my heart broken a lot of mm -hmm. times. And I feel like, you know what? Lock and key her up and we're good. And so I ultimately feel like now in my life, you know, I'm more open to exploring, but I just feel like 
you know, any time or any chance that I see a red flag, I'm like, nope, I'm done. I'm out. Deuces. See ya. Enjoy the rest of your life. Interesting. But as you can see in that episode that now she's learning more about why he is the way he is now, who he was before. Not only she's learning that his family has to learn that too, right? So there's reasons why people are and people, people evolve, people change. No, I mean, no, you're right. Again, like I said, I started off episode mm-hmm. four like F-Boy Nathan. I yeah. ended up like, you know, who chow? <laughs> uh, but what I really do like about Nathan's character, and I feel like especially in the black community and sometimes specifically with black men, we don't talk about mental health. We yeah. don't talk about diagnosis. We don't mm-hmm. talk about like how it not only affects you, but it affects others absolutely and when you don't when you're not not when you don't or when you're not able to communicate those things you can see the effect that it has on those people especially those close to you Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, like I, you know, there was a point in, um, first of all, it was a whole earthquake. And so they had mm-hmm. to move the beach party from the beach to mm-hmm. a bar. And Nathan's cousin came. And we could tell this weird tension between Nathan's cousin, yeah. Nathan's wife, and Nathan. And I'm like, did Nathan sleep with the cousin wife? I was like, in the same thing. I'm like, what happened? And so, like, I'm like, why is this weird tension? And then Jason Derulo was having a party. So they all was like, all right, let's go to the Jason Derulo party. But it was some complications there. And the cousin ended up leaving. And so Nathan was like, are you leaving? And the cousin was like, yeah. He was like, but I'm glad we were able to, like, kind of, like, you know, open the door to our friendship. And Nathan's like, yeah, I know your wife doesn't like me. Um, and he's like, no, she likes you. And Nathan's like, well, why would she kick me out? Mm. And so then the, the cousin opened up and was like, actually, it wasn't her. It was me. You were, you know, doing a lot of things that I didn't really want in my household. And so we just thought it was easier for for us to say it was the wife, which is interesting for me is that like I oftentimes I feel like the cousin to some of my relationships with some of my family members Mm. in the sense of like, I go off of your past behaviors. And like for me, I, I have very clear boundaries in my life. And I feel like if I give you multiple attempts to like correct and I don't see change, then I just I move forward. But I think with the missing aspect for me and like some of the relationships and my family members is that like I feel like at least in this conversation with Nathan and his cousin, he was taking accountability. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's interesting because as we get further into talking about um, the next episode, I'll talk a little bit about family in that situation mm. too but you know again they weren't able to really see how he's changed and they, they didn't necessarily give him that opportunity they just assumed he's still the same person you know and how interesting is it that she took the fall for her husband you know mm. what I mean and I mean I, I can like commend her on that but at the same time it's like awkward right and how many times do like and and, and I just think of certain situations especially dealing with families yeah. um, how many times family members do that to save mm-hmm. face for the other person mm-hmm. and here we are hating Aunt Becky yep. when really it's not it, really Aunt Becky it ain't really Aunt Becky That's it's right. like I at the end of the at the end of episode four I really started to empathize with Nathan like wow like he really is getting his life together and like you know during the times when we first met him um, his life wasn't together and so you know I guess that 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 trend of what you're saying is like you know people do deserve second chances and I do, I, I do believe that but not everybody not everybody and depends on the circumstance hey, okay yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> so we clear yep 
you know, there was a t- like Issa was able to finally have this conversation with him. Um, and, you know, she was there for him emotionally, unlike when he was not there for her emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, she showed up for him and he kind of like revealed like, you know, I want them t- to see me like living my best life, but they won't allow me to change. And then he says yeah. something to the effect to Issa like, and you won't allow me to change or you can't see me now. And Issa's like, well, hold on, wait a minute. What you talking about? Mm-hmm. I think we all have those family members, too, though. Right? Mm-hmm. We still I like, like on to the past with them. Family members, and I feel like we all have those like <laughs> those weird relationships with men or yes. like partners or something. Yes, absolutely. We just can't seem to let go of what was. Mm. And like, you know, and ultimately sometimes I hold on because it's like, I really would like this. Well, I don't know how the end is going to be, but like, I really would like some of like my past dealings to like acknowledge some things or I don't know. So this, it it really just resonated a lot with me and just in in my relationships and where I'm at in my life. And so they ultimately end off on a good note um, Mm -hmm. where they are willing to explore. And then we get into the new episode, episode five, surviving. Okay. And, um, it starts with Molly getting her groove back, okay? I was so happy for her. Yes. She was getting the kitty yes. cats handled. Oh, and um, I was like, okay, listen. <laughs> um, and for me, this episode, like you said, was extremely triggering mm-hmm. uh, because it is like, I don't know if anyone has ever uh, gotten that late night phone call, you know, from a family member or a parent uh, where, you know, something is wrong. Not only that, something is wrong and you were doing something that was completely like distracting and like out of the blue. This came. You're like, oh, my gosh, I miss what was happening with my family because I'm over here doing what I do. Right. And uh, yeah, ultimately, Molly's mom has a stroke. She goes to the hospital. Her family is all there. And I, although I'm not as like successful or, you know, I still have goals that I want to reach. I would like to say like probably in my family dynamic, Mm -hmm. I'm definitely like the Molly of the siblings. Mm -hmm. Um, So that like resonated a lot with me. But for me, ultimately, like, you know, me, 35 years old, you know, my parents aren't getting any younger. I, you know, even though I don't like to think this way but I, I, sometimes around the holidays I'm like how many more Christmases do we have left Honey. how many more like Thanksgivings do we yes. have left and yes. um, it, it, it is like one of my worst fears although I know it's a part of life and I know that our parents have instilled in us and like you know but it, it's just like hoof and so to see again why I love this show is because it's like this is what people our age right now are dealing with oh my gosh it reminded me of my whole year honestly Mm. Um, and I was really triggered by it because I haven't really dealt with a lot of death in my life until well last year and this year losing people Mm. and I'm definitely like the Molly in my family as well where I'm the one that's well, I'm not going to say the only one, but I am one of those people who are like always trying to keep the family together. Not that we're having disputes, but I'm like, oh, no, we have to stay stick as one. Right. right. I'm always the one that's going to hop on the plane if somebody needs me. Like I'm going to be there. And so it resonated with me when she was trying to get her parents to plan for the future. you like. They said, you know, I mean, we all probably don't want those times to come, like you mentioned, right? But at some point, you have to address those things. Like, listen, what do we need to do in these situations? Because you never know when they're going to happen. So I was extremely like feeling like, oh, wait, this is my life. Not to mention I'm 40 single with no kids, right? So Mm. like, mm, am I doing everything that I feel like I need to do or I've done for my mom? If Mm. something was to happen? Yeah, triggered. 
Yeah. And then just to see like the brother's uh, relationship with the mom, which is like for me similar to my brother's mm. relationship with my mom. Where really? One brother's like, you know, the last conversation I had with her, I was telling uh, her something. And it's yes. just like, yeah, you know, I anytime I end the phone with my mom, it's always love you, girl, talk to you later. And, you know, I can't, I can't always say the same for my siblings. I always try to like say to them, like, you know, tomorrow is not promised at all. And the way that you speak to like, you never know. And again, I'm on a road. Listen, I'm on a road to a better Bryce. But if something were to happen, I don't know if I would be able to extend grace to you because Mm -hmm. like mm. siblings, that's a whole nother story. Mm. But yeah, I feel you on that completely. Completely. Mm. And so it is like, you know, we, we see her, first of all, not Molly at the hospital in the club gear. Listen, okay. And we didn't see the heels at first until okay, right. was changing because when she was, you know, getting her groove back, I thought it was like a little top or something. I didn't know really what it was. I'm like, right. oh, we, we ain't here in our club gown. Okay, cool. Yeah, like, okay, that's what we doing. And yeah. another thing, which was, again, so funny because every black family has this. It was the odd for me, okay? <laughs> yeah. The odd talking to the doctor, talking about, doctor, listen, I got a cough. And it's normally like, oh, but now it's like, oh, oh is yeah. it cancer? Like, I'm like, you know what? And then when they were at the cafeteria, now listen, huh? if I have about four aunts like that, surely up, the doctor confirmed it was, oh, let me call you back, this the pastor. Oh, the pastor want to pray. Gotta oh, tell everybody. I, I'm like, <laughs> it, it's just like it's it's crazy how like we're all the same like we all are like literally made up of the same family members. literally who made this up for us because it really is like that definitely people who have I mean, you got to tell everybody can we figure out what's going on here right or you talk to everybody let us, right. let us figure it out for me, it probably would be my aunt on Facebook. Pray for the family. We oh going through it right now. Like, oh, child. That's my uncle. I got an uncle like that. Stop putting okay. our business out there. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Pray for the family. We just oh, need your prayers right now. Goodness. Sir, I but need you know, for you to get off of Facebook. Right. And we'll figure this out. But again, here's Nathan, right? Bringing Issa up mm. there. I'm, I'm really loving how Issa and Molly, though, are supportive and being yes. back, you know, back in their friendship. Right, getting into the groove of things, and with no hesitation, he's like, I'm, I'm there. I am there. And and that is the definition of a a, a real friend. No matter mm-hmm. like what we go through, if like and again, I don't say the term friendship lightly. Or if I'm going to be there for my friend, point yes. blank. Period. I love the fact that Issa is showing up for Molly, doing mm-hmm. what needs to be done. At times, sometimes you just need a friend just to be there, Absolutely. just to like. I mean, you know, it's your girl when she's changing clothes for you, right? Okay, like, come on. Real friends. So it was interesting while Molly is going all through what she's going through at the hospital. Issa is somewhat like, you know, uh, in this, in, I wouldn't say entanglement, but like in this relationship. Situationship. This, yeah, situationship mm-hmm. with Nathan. And so he's really being there and supportive. They go to Molly's house to get clothes. Like, this is nothing. I'm like, I thought Issa was going to get clothes for Molly. She definitely was in the closet and putting on Pick her clothes. Her own clothes. Okay. I, I, I didn't really understand that, but it's cool. It, isn't it also, though, so interesting how we can fall back into these situationships because they like are really falling mm. back into their groove. I'm like, I mean, I appreciate, you know, him being there, taking her, taking her back to get the clothes. But I'm like, Issa, it's not about you. 
I also feel like in life, life doesn't wait for anything. So yeah. like, oh. you know, your friend or family member might be going through something, but like you could be in a blossoming relationship. And I think Ooh. that that's also, so uh, yes, like that's also what we deal with it at the age bracket and where we're at right yes. now is that like, you know, multiple things are happening at once. And it's really mm-hmm. about like, are you able to prioritize? Are you mm-hmm. able to like be vulnerable? Are you able to still be there for somebody? Are you able to be there for yourself? Are you able to manage all of these things? Because child, that's literally Ooh, like me and yes. my life right now. Yes. But you know what? You're still showing up for people, right? So that's what she's doing. She's still showing up, but she's, you're right. Things are happening so fast in the moment for her. She's, she's adjusting too. like, what does this look like now? What What's right. happening? And I mean, me personally, I think they're moving a little too fast. Um, I'm but you, they literally hop back in. That's so why I'm like, this is a situation ship. Mm, but I mean, listen, I, I probably would do the same thing. Uh, me too. Um, for it. But so I'm not mad. Um, so then, like, Issa is walking uh, Flavor Flav, Molly's dog, and Issa's mom calls. And mind you, I love Issa's mom character. Isn't that? Is she's the. Um, her mom is like a from not Moesha, but from um the game. The game, uh, yes. yes, honey. But if that is not Mavis Lord, my mother, yeah. who is that that you looking at? Who is that? Is that your boyfriend? Yeah. Lord, I'm gonna need to get your number. I'm gonna need like, hold the phone, hold the phone. Why can I not just be walking by myself? Right. First of all, that's my mom with every one of my friends. Like, mom, no, that's like no. these are my friends. The, my yes, friends. you'll be the first to know. But I'm in a relationship, okay? Okay. Just the, just the mechanic at the car bridge. No, mom, he's fixing my car. Oh my god! Um, but I thought it was interesting because at that point, like you know, Issa's mom is like, "Is this your boy?" <laughs> and he was all like, "Yes." I so I was so interested by that because I was like, "Wait, are they going to explore this when she gets off the phone?" Like, but they did, and they kind of just kept it moving. But I was like, "Well, you better jump in and say that you're um, that you're a man." I mean, well, I mean, she kind of sort of confirmed it after they lost the dog. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you know, Nathan was, again, opening up more about his life. Seemed like he had a traumatic life. It seemed like his he might have come from a physically or a, a verbally abusive father. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, you know, all the things that could possibly lead or trigger, you, you know, some type of, like, you know, issue that he might be going through. So, again, he's opening up more to Issa. And, um, you know, at the end, they he says to her, like, you know, I had a dog once. And, you know, we did all this looking and we went back home and a dog ended up being at home. Yes. I love his vulnerability. I do. But see, I don't like for me, that would be a red flag because it's just like, oh, you so vulnerable now. But I also know the other side of you. So which one is it? People change. I think he's just feeling comfortable now. You know what I mean? He, He knows it's a safe space. I mean, I, okay, I'm going to go with it. Like, you know, and so he says, like, you know, we were looking for the dog. And he ended up going back home. So he was like, maybe we should just follow and trace our steps back to uh, the apartment. And then the dog comes and Issa's like, oh, my God, I couldn't have got through this day without you. That's why I love you. Mm, she definitely dropped the L word. Mm. Now, that might be too soon, but OK. Mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, then I was just, you know, and I even go live, Purple Pierce Posse and Survivor Riri. At that moment, I was scrolling through my phone and I did maybe text like two people like, oh, did you reach hey, back into the phone? I did reach back into the phone because I was like, you know what? you, Hey, big heads. <laughs> Not the hey, big heads. Actually. Okay. Now, it's the L word for me that gives me a little bit of pause. 
Now yeah. the rest, yeah, I'm just like, mm, are we, am I ready for that? Because when that comes out, you gotta really mean it. I mean, but here's the thing, though. It's not like, and I felt like because I rewinded it a little bit. She uh-huh. said that's why I, I like I love you, and so now for I'm me, in love, with like you. right, and so uh-huh. I felt like that's a difference because you know they have this friendship. No doubt, she loves him as a friend or has love for him. So like, you know, I don't know because we still know Issa is very like lost, yes. in this Wish very right ambiguous place. Mm-hmm. But we, we get back to Molly, and again, I was triggered again. So they're saying, you know, first of all, Molly, uh, a Google doctor on WebMD, okay, looking up all me. of the stuff. Up everything. I know, I know what's wrong before I go to the doctor. Okay, Shut the doctor, like, well, what, what I go to school for? <laughs> exactly. <then?"> okay. <laughs> Uh, but for me, I felt like they were like, you know, they they were saying they're going to run some scans and they were saying they like, you know, we're not sure uh, what the recovery will be like being as though like this is not her first stroke. And the kids were like, stroke. Listen. And l- let me tell I, I, I don't know. Is your mom like this? My mom never likes to share anything about her health with us. So my mom is not like that. But I have two dear friends whose moms are like that and both of their moms passed away and Mm. they did not know what was wrong with them. One until right before and the other until after. So I am very, very adamant with my mom. Like, oh, no, ma'am, you will tell me everything that's going on. You will not leave me in a position or my sister without telling us. But so I haven't experienced that personally, but watching your other people. Oh, Listen, tell Barb, she got to get it together. She got yes. to share. She got to yes. share. She has to. And so, or when my mom does share, she minimizes everything mm-hmm. and everything's like, oh, I'm okay. And my mom's a great, like, changer of the subject. I mean, I get it in a sense, right? You're trying to protect your children, but at the same time, I need our parents to do better about thinking about what that protection looks like because what happens is the after effect that we have right. to deal with. You know what I mean? Right. That that was a lot. That was heavy. Yeah. For me, that was just like, oh my God, that's my mom. Like, that's like, yeah. literally my mom. Like, mm-hmm. my mom, like, a year and a half ago, had a, like a cancer scare and had to get a mask removed and, and, tell like, you. and like she like literally like two weeks before the surgery uh-uh because i know barbara you listen to this i need you to do better yes keep rice in the loop okay in the family no ma'am no ma'am and so yeah it was just like whew that that was a lot and you know then also you know molly finding out that you know her parents had said that they had taken care of some like you know later in life arrangements only to find out that they really had not Molly and then we know Molly is at this new firm and I couldn't remember whether or not she made partner at this firm or I, I think she did I, I think that was say like, she did too but I, I'm not really okay. sure but I know this is like a black firm and which she like really wanted to like leave the other firm where she could make partner at and I know that she was having a hard time last season kind of fitting in and feeling like she was a part of the team and now this season we see her um somewhat thriving however there are some projects that she's in the mix of and her office is calling her and she's like oh I told you guys I was taking a personal day and I just felt like why not be a little bit more transparent with like what's going on with your office and stuff Molly but I can also I I can see how she's like I don't want them to think that like I let personal issues get in the way of work but sometimes Mm -hmm. you need to let personal issues get in the way of work and sometimes you need to prioritize yourself over this job the job the job absolutely because the job they, carries on when you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. So, um, Issa 
and Nathan drops Issa back off. Issa doesn't, you know, have to share with Molly that she lost Flavor Flav. <laughs> Issa and Molly are just having a, a, a good key key session. Like, you know, I'm glad that you're here. And as if my emotions, and at this okay. point, you know, people texting me back. Um, so, um, hey, big head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, not that voice either. Okay. <laughs> but if I'm not already emotionally drained on this episode, because now I'm in my emotions about my relationships. Now I'm in my emotions about my mom. Yeah. Issa, um, it's like, you need some coffee, girl, something. So Molly's like, yes, get us some coffee. So Issa is walking through the hospital and girl. Let me tell you, I was looking down at one point when that happened. I looked Uh, up like, oh my goodness. mm. And here's the thing, though. And again, this is why. I love Insecure because it's so real Um, in the sense of let me also just uh, the side note to the side note to the side note so mind you I'm on the phone with my girlfriend today and I ain't even gonna say the name of the store that I was going to (laughs) but I was like there's multiple of these stores that I can go to but I was like I hate going to this store Mm -hmm. uh, this current location that's closest to my house but I'm like there's this like you know gentleman that I used to deal with sometimes deal with and I'm like every time I go into the store like he works there and I'm like I always see him and I'm like Mm -hmm. I don't like I don't want to see him I don't want to go there I don't want to see him you're like purposely avoiding it Mm -hmm. right but today I was like listen I don't feel like driving around I'm gonna go to my 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 local store and get what I need to get. Sure enough, as like I'm like finger t- and I'm literally on the phone with my friend Sarah and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like I'm almost done, almost done. Sure, and, and mind you, I'm had my ear pods on, so my my dumb ass is talking. Ooh. I'm like in, in this aisle because first, oh, oh, I was about to give away to the store, but I don't want to because I don't really know what this person and I don't want this person to be like, oh, you talk about me? Oh, yeah. No, yes. nobody's giving you that much. But anyway, it's a certain type of brand. Of stuff that I like, you know, because sometimes I be cheap with some stuff and other stuff I don't. So with some of the stuff I was getting today, I wanted to be cheap. So I was looking for the store brand. Yeah. And um, I just like, you know, found it. I looked up and literally looked up and this person is walking by. I'm like... Did y'all make eye contact? We did. Oh my goodness. And I was telling my friend Sarah, I felt like when I looked up, he backed up. I felt like he heard my voice and backed up. So I just say to say the stuff that insecure, like as crazy as it be, like how, what are the odds of this? It's so real. And I looked at a mess. I'm all like, I'm like, now it's always like that, right? You run into somebody, you're like, oh, really? You gonna catch me like this? Right. Hmm. So Issa is going to get some coffee for Molly and Survivor Riri. Tell me who she happens to see at the hospital. Ooh, well, she comes around that corner, walks by, and she sees <laughs> Condola with a baby. Oh. And then we see Lawrence. For me, it's crazy is that Ooh. y'all know last time that we talked, we talked about the Lawrence and Condola dilemma mm-hmm. and how like mm-hmm. they're not a relationship and like you know he flying back and forth so we know Lawrence then flew into town just to be yes. with this baby for this doctor's appointment but, don't we know but we don't she doesn't really know the status of that right so can you imagine how she felt at that right. not, not just seeing him not just seeing her and the baby but it's not like they looked unhappy right you know I was like oh my goodness and so again why I love Insecure so much is because 
we as watchers know this information. Mm-hmm. So like, but also I, I, me, you, everybody, we Issa. So like, we see what she sees and it looks yes. lovey-dovey. And it's like, at that moment, I really felt like I, because my, I, I be, my emotions be all over the place. <laughs> I felt like, <sighs> You know, I felt like she was having baby fever. I felt like she was just like, oh, my God, this is like you. I just felt all of the emotions that she could possibly be feeling. And that like because I felt awkward, like I was grabbing my pillow. Well, also, the thing is, it's like how life works, right? Like she's in a semi good space now, like her Nathan Henry kind of rekindle. So in my head, this is what I'm thinking. She's thinking, right? She's putting Lawrence behind her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, boom, as things going so good for you, oh, now we run into him. Oh, he back. You know, that's literally what happens with men, right? It's like a smoke signal goes off and they just come back out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt like that happened. And it's like the stare that they give each other. Lawrence Ooh. is literally like in a trance. Mm-hmm. Issa is like, she doesn't know what to do, doesn't know what to she speak. Was stuck. And stuck. And so then she like ran. Not, she ain't run, but she went the other side of the hall so he couldn't see her. And Lawrence is like stuck. And then Condola is like, oh. Then the doctor comes out and then they go in. And we see Issa's second guess whether or not should I be woman enough because yeah. we, we do know her and Condola had a friendship. Right. They did. They did. She knew Condola when he was dating Lawrence and then they all knew about everything. So it's like, you know, a, a wo- like a woman or a grown person's motto could be like, let me go and say hi and meet the baby. Mm, not, not, not in that moment. Child, no, not me. me. Not no. for me. I would have did exactly <laughs> what Issa did. Well, I don't know. It depends. I, like, I don't know. Well, I- if, if Condola would have looked up and they made eye contact, that would have been different. But because she did not see Issa, I would have done exactly what Issa did. But see, a part of me would have been like, see, mind you, sometimes like, sometimes I like to just upset myself. And I probably, like knowing myself, and this is just full transparency, I probably would have wanted to go see the baby so I could just go home and cry. See, see, you set yourself up for that. I know, I know. Mm -hmm. I'm just being honest, though. I'm just telling you the truth. I mean, I would be intrigued. I'm not going to lie. Like, I would want to, but... I think I'll be my stubbornness would get the best of me and I'd be like, nope, not gonna do it. But again, if we would have made eye contact, that would have forced me to be like, well, hey, you know what I mean? Otherwise, yeah. nope, you didn't see me. And so now it's like, okay, first of all, Insecure is always giving us the backstory, always giving mm-hmm. us the front story. And now it's like, what are y'all, are we, is the next episode foreshadowing okay? Like, <sighs> so, and ultimately I feel like Again, like I said, the first time we started potting was that Mm -hmm. Issa and Lawrence are going to end up together. I I can't. I just, I don't know. My heart of heart says they're not, but we already know they're going to probably get back together. They're going to try. Like, that's what I foresee that's going to happen. It's that emotional roller coaster that usually happens with exes. You know what I mean? And I've never necessarily, mm, mm, I might have been not quite the same situation, but definitely somebody who's like, we were together, they had a child, we kind of came back together. So, I don't know. I just, I don't see them ended up together. I would love, that's going to be the perfect love story though, right? But I don't I mean, it. right. And being as though y'all ending the season, give us what we want. But give then, to us. at this point, now y'all got me emotionally attached to Nathan. And I'm like, is, is Issa going to break his heart and crumble his world? Because she's so unsure. Like, we know that. She's just unsure. I feel bad for him. And and I always feel like that's how love goes. The person that you want is always chasing somebody else. And the person that wants you, like, Uh, like, uh, it's literally the cycle of my life, though. Well, you know, same here. You know what it also is? It goes back to, like I said, people need second chances. But sometimes you just don't. 
Sometimes you don't. I guess I don't think the second chances work out for me. Maybe other people. A child screaming. <laughs> me, me, the second, third, fourth, and fifth don't seem to be working out. So I'm just like, why give them a first chance? Uh, you right, but you know we have to open up ourselves. Listen, do better. I, I just, I don't know. This is gonna be so interesting how it evolves. Of course, I want to see them together, but I don't know. It's gonna be a roller coaster to get to that part. It's like you know, would you? As a fan of the show, would you be okay with them having a better friendship and not a relationship? Or like, what like what would you be okay with? Like, if they don't get together, like, would you be okay with like it ending on like Issa being like a part of Lawrence's life as a friend? Or like, because that just doesn't seem realistic. That friend, that friend stuff is not going to work for them. They have way too much history. For I mean, there are some relationships. I mean, I'm friends with some of my exes, but in this case, I don't see friendship happening it, it's yeah even then with condola too it's weird that's just too much it's messy no it's a lot but i also get that like this nathan situation is too perfect Ooh. it's too like you know it's too something yeah it's more to this one that's gonna happen too i think with the situation i think they're just kind of like figuring it out finding themselves it's just in the moment I don't know if they're going to end up together, right? I just feel like it's convenient right now. It is. And I like for me, if I'm writing the plot, I feel like Nathan is going to have another manic attack. And I feel like... Based on those previews, maybe so. Right. And Issa is not going to know like how to deal with it. And like Mm. whether or not like and is Nathan like who knows how long this manic attack will last. Like, I don't know. That's just like, you know, and so um, but that's a real world issue if you're dealing with someone. And here's the thing. Uh, I would probably say about 90% of the people in the world have undiagnosed mental health. Okay. Yeah. And also, although she knows this is what he's dealing with, like you were saying, she hasn't seen it yet. Right. In this situation, right? So she doesn't know how to deal with that. And it's accountability. Like mental, mm-hmm. I, like for me, I feel like, yes, mental health is like a situation, but it's all about like your accountability. What are you actively doing to work towards a better you? What are you yeah. actively doing to like, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. I don't know what Nathan going, like, I don't know. So we don't, we don't know the other side of what's happening with him, I, but I do empathize with him. I feel like I see a different side of him now than before. Um, no. So but, I empathize. But... Mm-mm. And this is what my love and hate relationship with Nathan is, is that like I feel like a lot of men do that on purpose though. Like I feel mm-hmm. like they purposely like make themselves vulnerable to you and then are just assholes and then want to blame it on mental health and then be like, Oh, like like so like I don't know. Maybe I'm just scarred. I don't know. You, I mean, I, I, you say you're saying some things, yeah, that made me think you're a little scarred, but some I really do agree with though. You know, I, I do think that, you know, that level of vulnerability sometimes especially like early in the beginning you'd be like calm down you're a little emotional right and so maybe it's a play at the heartstrings you know what I'm saying and then later like you said it's it's kind of the blame game but although like Issa and Nathan at this point I don't know I'm assuming it's more than two and a half years uh, for them knowing each other so Mm -hmm. like I would think that like you know it is history there and so like I mean Either way, I want myself. I'm saying myself. Either way, I want I want Issa happy. And if it's with Nathan, sure. If it's with Lawrence, sure. But, but I want um, to be happy, like in relationship, in work, in everything. You know what I mean? It's, it feels like she's never happy in all aspects. Right. But I mean, I, I feel like that's that's life again. That is true. But I need her to be on the up and up as they go out this season. Yes. Yeah. I, but here, okay. Here's my other question to you. Is that realistic? Well, there are times in life where everything is going well. Yes. 
Okay. Or, but that doesn't mean that you're in a relationship. You know what I mean? True. You're at peace with where your life is. Let's let's be clear. True. <laughs> True. I, yeah. Like I feel like I'm good in all aspects right now, but I'm waiting on my man though. I'll sure. <laughs> <laughs> where he at now? Santa baby. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Um, so, yeah, these last two episodes, in my opinion, were, well, this is what I say. The last two episodes combined. Yes. Really gave us a picture uh, and really kind of like, you know, set the course for, you know, I mean, at this point, we're like midway. Right. We midway through the season at this point. I know. Is that not crazy? Already episode five. I'm just, because the last two episodes together, I was kind of like, oh, they got to pick it up. We got to pick it up. I'm telling you, the last five minutes, I was like, oh, they're back. Yeah. It, they they back on they shit again. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Lawrence looked it all right, too. Okay. That's so real good, actually. <laughs> Some episodes, I'm like, no, this one I was like, yes. You know, Lawrence, yeah, when he looked up and like they made <laughs> eye contact and his mouth just opened and I just pictured myself as Issa. I was like, da- daddy, daddy looks good on him, huh? Okay. <laughs> daddy. <laughs> well, I am always forever grateful to have a good kiki with you about so. Insecure. I hope, yeah, of course, always. I think that, uh, well, I want to wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you get to spend time with your family. And yes. yeah, what you got plans? What you doing like this? You doing anything? You go. Well, you know what? Actually, I am chilling this week. I took off work. I'm writing. You know, I'm working on my doctorate. I'm finishing like three weeks. So, uh, come, on. come on, Doctor Survivor <laughs> Riri. Survivor Riri is coming at you. So I'm I'm chilling this week, but more things in store. Um, and I hope you have a good Thanksgiving. And Barb, don't forget to have some conversation listen. this week. Okay. <laughs> uh, listen, I mind you is. Would we uh, would we potentially update the the socials to Doctor Survivor Reverend? Oh, Doctor's definitely going to be in there, the buyer oh. or something. I mean, okay, all right, as, address me as such. Okay, oh, ooh, <laughs> now, ooh, I, ooh, giving Wendy from Housewives of Potomac. Just for a little while. Uh, listen, uh, listen. As hard as you worked, please. <laughs> oh my goodness. Address me as Ad- such. Yes, such. Well, love you much, boo. Love um, you. And I will talk to my first of all, I can't wait till we talk. First of all, and it'd be like when we don't record on the other episodes, I'd be wanting to text you so bad. Oh my God, text me. But no, I'd be wanting to like save it for when we yeah, talk. No, so it could be like in the moment for real. That's so right. Because right. I'd be like, ooh, because yeah. yeah. Cause I wanted to text you on episode four with Kelly crazy ass. Kelly. Okay. <laughs> Having that emotional connection. But I have a friend though that is like that. Like she will go off on a tangent talking to random people about her situation and stuff. We'd be like, girl, nobody want to hear that. Literally so, ask a friend like that. Uh, full disclosure, <laughs> that was probably me uh, at a couple of brunches. Okay, the mimosa <laughs> gets to me, and like and you needed therapy on the on the spot. Or sometimes I'd be giving people therapy, and I'd be yes. like, oh my god, this is a connection. And yes. my one friend be like, no, bitch, it's the fucking mimosa. Okay, oh stop god. playing. Literally, that is my friend. I swear, y'all the same person. I'd be like, girl, yes. stop drinking. <laughs> it's day drinking. It doesn't count. <laughs> Yes, we'll love you. And listen, we'll be back in two weeks covering episode six and Can't seven. Wait. Can't wait. Have a, a happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChompaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Keep in the menu, rolling. Keep in the menu, rolling. Keep in the menu, rolling. Keep, 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 keep it rolling. And keeping the menu rolling, Hulu has this amazing show on its platform called The Great. And they just released season two over like last Friday. And so I wanted to just come on because it's been a while since I've talked to you about a show that I've been obsessing or really loving. One of my friends, Dara, got me into The Great because she loves a period piece. And it is somewhat like I would say Bridgerton vibes, but it also has period piece vibes, but it also has a lot of like ratchet funny uh some gory stuff because a lot of killing happens but it is a really good watch for me i love to put it on at night at the work and i've been watching i started it now this gonna lie i'm not gonna lie season one came out i believe in 2020 and so i started it last summer and you know i got like through three episodes and then i kind of sort of just fell off you know with summer life happening but i've gotten back into it because i saw that season two premiered and i really wanted to like watch it so over for the last like week and a half, I just started back and I really have been just enjoying it. So it takes place in the 18th century and the, the ruler of Russia is Peter. Now his father was Peter the Great and now it's his son and they really need an heir to the family. So they make this deal and it's almost kind of sort of like a male ordered bride. So Catherine is from Poland and she's from a small area and her father agrees for her to be married and she's so excited like you know when we see her in the beginning she with her girlfriends and she's like thinking of like all of the great things to be the the queen of russia and bang bang she get over to russia and she meet peter and any of my game of thrones people out there peter is very much like a joffrey he's a child he's selfish he's cruel he has a lot of women and you know Catherine like was made to believe like oh my god I'm gonna go over there I'm gonna have this husband it's gonna be this amazing 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 thing and really it was it's uh, for me it almost gives like sex trafficking vibes in the sense of like she was a very young girl and literally she was just sent over there to marry Peter and to have a baby that's it and so that's very much how Peter treats her. And so she very quickly just finds herself like being sad, being depressed. And she has a maid and the maid is named Mariel. Mariel is like a very important piece to this series because Mariel was once a lady of like 
a lady was standing in the court. However, there was due to some disagreement with Peter and her father, she was banished from the court and sent to be like uh, in, in the maid quarters. And so now she is the maid to the queen and really becomes the queen's first friend. Now, Mario got a lot of spunk to her because she used to be a lady and now she is like forced in this maid role. So there are the other women of the high court who look down on Mario and being as though Mario is spicy. Okay. If I had to be up in here, because first of all, I would probably be Catherine, but any other character would definitely be Mario. So Mario really kind of like helps Catherine understand uh, the culture of Russia and really like Catherine has a hard time fitting in with the women. They don't like her. And so Mario really is trying to tell Catherine, like, listen, you don't have to fit in with this. You are the empress. Like, you know, you are married to the emperor. Like, they have to respect you. You're trying to get people to like you. However, Catherine is from Poland and she's educated. Like, you know, her father sent her to school. She knows how to read. She's really interested in reading. And at this time in Russia, women don't read. Women don't go to school. Like, literally, the women are just there to... uh, continue to have children to like continue that like that's it they, like that's their role and so Catherine is coming here thinking you know I'm about to you know teach the kids education I'm about like you know very first lady-ish and they like no 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 sis you just supposed to show up and lay down when the king wants you to lay down also Catherine has never had sex before and so she was always like told by her mother that like oh it's going to be this wonderful romantic you know you're going to love and so like in the beginning she's really like Peter's my husband I'm going to fight like and child her first experience uh at the SEX it ain't great and so she quickly starts to rebel um by having Mariel as her side so the king, he's got a best friend uh, named Gregor, and he has uh, Gregor and his wife. Now, Peter, best friend, is Gregor, and Peter sleeps with Gregor's wife. Like, it ain't nothing. First of all, uh-uh, we fighting, okay? Because listen, so Catherine is, is like very unhappy, and then Peter has this aunt named Aunt Elizabeth. Now, Aunt Elizabeth is a kooky, kooky child. She, she could control butterflies. She is very, but she's educated as well. Uh, but she is just one of those like out there type of like beliefs and other things, and just like, you know, just an interesting person. Now, Aunt Elizabeth also had relationships with Peter's dad. So she's like very fond of Peter. Uh, Peter also, now listen, I'm telling you all that is juice. Uh, Peter didn't have a great relationship with his mother. His mother like never really wanted to be a mother to him. We learned through Peter. And uh, Peter's like always wanted to live in his father's like, you know, he wanted his father to be proud of him. But we get from like Aunt Elizabeth and we get from Peter himself that his daddy ain't really like him. So on top of Peter being just a child, uh, being cruel to people, uh, loving to have sex, like treating women like property, like he's just not a great guy. But as the seasons progress, we don't love Peter, but we just get a, a better understanding of Peter. And so Aunt Elizabeth tells Peter, like, you know, you need to make sure that Catherine is happy. Um, and at this point, Catherine is not happy. So she's like, maybe you should provide her with a lover. Um, and if you can get her a lover, that can maybe get her to love Russia and, you know, 
things might go a little easier like you know and you guys meet to create this air because again the whole point of why they sent Peter to get married uh, to Catherine was we need a baby we need to keep the bloodline of the Peters going so Peter the Emperor gifts uh, Catherine with a lover okay Leo now mind you Leo is somewhat indebted to Peter and so he just does whatever Peter wants to do and so he is like desperate for Catherine to like him and at first Catherine is like I don't want no lover now first of all okay slide Leo on over to me okay they say they say Leo's father was well endowed and so that like the reason why Peter chose Leo was that like Leo's father was supposed to be this great lover. However, Leo's very educated. He's very smart. He's very worldly. And quickly and surely enough, um, Catherine like lets her guard down and Leo really becomes like her lover. Like he is like, is this one scene where they're out in the garden and he brings her a present and she's like, what is this? And he's like, it's peach. And, and he's like, you know, but you have to eat it a special way and she's like I know how to eat the peach and he's like no you gotta bite the peach then tilt your neck and let the juices from the ooh listen so Leo is a lover and Catherine really like has grown to like love Leo like you know she enjoys the intimate moments and she is really becoming more with Russia like really she wanted to come to be a queen um, and really like inspire the people she wanted to give, ensure that the girls had education and just like really like science, because at this point, like the stuff that they are doing um, and how they are living in the 18th century is not like anything uh, like we're doing today. And so like, she really wanted to be a pioneer of like science and education and, and like, you know, make Russia this great country. Now, also, the queen befriends this young guy, and his name is Orlo. He sits kind of like, and now I don't know, I'd be lying if I said I knew exactly what his position was, but he sits somewhat very close to the king as like an advisor. And Catherine meets Orlo in the library, where like Orlo is all about like the law, all about like, you know, preserving Russia. And Orlo knows that Russia is not in great hands. And Peter, because again, Peter is like the Joffrey of Game of Thrones. Like he just cares about women's sex and food. Now, Peter does have a great taste of food. And he oftentimes has his chef cooking up these like you know figs with fish and salmon and like yeah like is he crazy and so that's the one thing that i really do like about this um period piece is that it is set in a period however you know how bridgerton also was set in a period but it gave you still this very young vibe they still talk like they still talk like they from the 1800 but they cuss they it, it's just a young fun feel to it which is i think what really kind of like pulled me in to watching the show so with Catherine having orlo at his at her side with ariel at her side and now her lover she realizes that like She's fallen in love with Russia and realizes that Peter is not a great leader and they're currently at war. 
And a lot of the Russian soldiers are dying. And, you know, the queen or the queen Catherine, she goes with Aunt Elizabeth to one of the war sites and they're bringing them like macaroons. And she goes to the war site and like the men are like dead. They missing arms. They missing eyes. And here come the queen and the aunt bringing these fancy like macaroons. Like one guy, she's like, can I offer you a macaroon? And the guy's like, I don't have any arms. And she's like, can I plop it in your mouth? And he's like, sure. And so she really gets the sense that like Peter is not a great strategist. He doesn't listen to anyone. He's always drunk. And like, you know, Russia is going to fall under Peter's lead. So the real plot of season one becomes that Catherine wants to have a coup and overtake the throne. And so she's got Orlo, she's got Mariel, and she's got her lover, I should say our lover Leo, okay, because I like the peaches too, okay? So they really are working on plotting on how to overthrow the Peter. Now, another thing that is not working in Catherine's favor is the archbishop. So in order for Catherine, if she were to overturn uh Peters, she needs to have the church on her side. And at this point, the church is really does not see. And mind you, they ain't separate uh, state and church yet. Okay. The church is the state and everything, you know, one religion in Russia at this time and everything goes to the, the, the archbishop. So they're like, we need to get Catherine on good terms with the archbishop. And so the archbishop has died. And now there is a selection for a new archbishop. So Arlo is like, telling Catherine all of the tea like listen he's the most progressive one we need to work on him Catherine go to say hi to him he don't even look at her now there is this other like church guy he is maybe like the priest at the current church and he a little shady okay now he is, he then becomes the archbishop because he like tricks Peter into allowing him to come to archbishop but we don't trust him but the archbishop is really cool with Ariel so there is like these so many different plots happening now I don't want to give everything away to y'all because I wanted to just kind of like wet your whistle on like why I have fallen in love with the great because I love period pieces I love like a little bit of ratchet. I love a little bit of killing. I love a little bit of romance and I love like a, a woman lead. And, you know, I just live for like uh, a woman wanting to be like t- t- that knows what's happening and knows what's best and like knows that she would be the best leader. And so I really like I'm out here ruling for Catherine. Now, although Catherine do some crazy stuff that she probably should be doing, but she's just like she doesn't know. And she always doesn't take the advice of her advisors of the team that she has put together. But she is quickly working on getting this coup together to overturn Russia. And so that's really the gist of season one. Now, what I need from y'all Purple Pants Posse, because listen, I started season two. And it's delicious. It's good. I'm probably three episodes in. So I was maybe thinking about continuing the great and, you know, following season two, which I'll maybe doing like three episodes at a time. And breaking it down. Maybe somebody from the Purple Pants Posse watches. Maybe y'all could come on. But let me know. Let me know if you guys have seen The Great and you think it's amazing. Or let me know if after this mini review of season one, you were into The Great. Because listen, I, I love. It's wintertime. 
The sun going down at 2 p.m. So baby boy likes to be on the couch, curled up, getting into a nice, amazing show. And with season two out, I think it is great. So you guys should definitely check out The Great on Hulu. And let me know if your baby boy steered you wrong, because you know I never do. It is time for advice. Hey Bryce, I have gotten myself into a bit of a situation. I am forever trying to protect my own peace and mental health, but I found myself in a situation where I was trying to help and now I am in over my head. To preface this, I have been with my fiancé for almost six years and we are getting married in May. I have never had the easiest relationship with my in-laws, specifically my future mother-in-law. There have always been hurtful comments made towards me in the past, and I have explained to my fiancé that I am not sure a close relationship is going to happen with his mom. Through a series of poor choices and bad judgment calls, my future in-laws are currently trying to buy a new house and are living at their cottage several hours outside of town. My father-in-law owns a business that my fiancé runs. Since my father-in-law is currently out of town, all of the burden of running the business is on my fiancé. He is working his ass off six days a week with very little help. My fiance and I said that my father-in-law and mother-in-law could stay at our house when they need to be in town, thinking this would help move the process along to buy a new house. The process of getting a new house is not moving at all. They don't seem to be putting in any effort into getting their situation fixed, and they are not exactly good house guests. They're very dirty, they don't help cook or clean, and all they do is complain about how bad their life is. I asked them not to leave food on the counter since we have a cat and a puppy, and I came home to food on my counter last week. I know I willingly agreed to let them stay with us as needed, but this whole process has caused me massive anxiety and fighting with my fiancé. We are supposed to be focusing on getting our wedding planned. I also fear that if we don't give them a place to stay in town, it will prolong their home buying process and my fiance will continue to be alone to run the business. Please help. Love, Ashley. Hey, Ashley, and thanks for submitting for this week's advice with Bryce. Um, yeah, Ashley, sound like you got a lot going on over there. So after reading and listening uh, to your advice, I think that one of the things that's important is to ensure that your foundation with your fiance is together. And I know that outside things can cause stress to relationships. And we want to ensure that you and your fiance have a solid foundation. So I think that for me, the priority is to ensure your relationship with him is good. And you guys talk and you not only talk, but you voice your concerns to him and allow him to voice his concerns to you. I think that it is important to hear and validate what some of his concerns are. And I think it's important for him to hear and validate what some of your concerns are. Uh, And that's just that's that's the starting point, because. Without him in the picture, all of this other stuff, it doesn't matter. And so I think that, you know, with your husband being stressed from running the business due to your future father and mother-in-law out in the cottage, not making the smartest financial decisions, I think it puts a lot of stress on him. And so at times, you know, we got to ensure that you are supporting him 
and giving the love that he needs during this stressful time. Because I can only imagine all the stress that you're going through. I can imagine the stress that he's going through. So I just want to make sure that like the lines of communication for you and your husband are open and that like you're working on getting through this together. Cause that's step one, because you have to make sure that you're on the same page with Bay. because if you're not on the same page with your Bay, then it's like all of these, this other stuff, it, it, it really doesn't matter because the relationship might not be there. So I think that that step one is to really find out what is stressing your husband out. How can you help? How can you be of a, a support to him? And the same is to you that he hears what is stressing you out. He hears the things that you're going through and that he validates and like offers support to you. And I think after you get through that, then it's really about talking about your future in-laws. And I think that one, it's okay if you don't have a great relationship with her. Um, she needs to respect you though. And so that's one thing that you don't have to like me. You don't have to love me. But what you will do is respect me and I'm going to respect you. And I think that respect starts by you giving respect to her. And, you know, if and when she is not being respectful to you, I think you need to call her out on it. As far as them being house guests in your house. Oh, y'all, you and like, you know, I am big on boundaries. And I think that you and your fiance as a united front, it can't be like you saying don't leave food on the counter and then they just going on about it. It has to be you and your fiance being united front. And I don't know if we call a family meeting where everyone comes together and you and your I'm saying husband because we speaking it into existence. But you and your fiance together say, hey. These are some rules of the house that I need for you guys to follow while you're here. We don't mind you having here We're we're a family and this is what families do. We stick together to help support. However, while you are in our home, this is what I need for you to, to respect and honor. And it's as simple as that. And if they continue not to be respectful and if they continue not to respect your boundaries, then I think it's time for a conversation. And mind you, even if they are respecting your boundaries, um, I do think it's time for a conversation of setting a timeline to let them know, like, this is when we need you out of our home. And I, I think that it should be a timeline that gives them enough time to do what they need to do. But I also think if you don't have a timeline, then they're going to continue to like not be focused on buying a house and not doing this. And so listen, and mind you, I ain't married. I ain't got fiance. So, but what I also am saying is this is the timeline, whether you have a house or whether you don't have a house, but this is the timeline because again, you got to push your fiance and your relationship first. And if these outsiders to the relationship, even though they're his parents, but they're outsiders to your relationship, if they are causing you stress, if they are causing you anguish, if they are causing like, you know, not, then they got to go family or not. However, you're not just kicking them out to the curb and saying you got to be out by Monday. I would give them a nice, healthy timeline to say like, hey, come June of 2022, we're going to need for you to be out of here. And being as though that it's family and that's his parents at this meeting, Ashley, I would ask and again, together as a united front, 
What are some of the goals that we like that you need to accomplish to be able to getting you into a house? Is it setting a budget? Is it like whatever it is? And and, and literally, we're going to have to create this this list. Have a pen ready. Take it on your phone. But, you know, ask them these questions and they might not be able to answer it. But say, hey, we're going to have a follow up meeting next week. And we're going to need you to come to the table with some identified goals, some uh, obtainable goals by this next meeting that fit in this timeline of you getting your own home. And when they come up with them goals, you and your husband can maybe say, hey, we can help you with this goal. We can, you know what I mean? Make it a group effort, but really putting the onus and putting the accountability on them. Like, listen, this ain't no free ride. Y'all might be my future mother and father-in-law, but listen, this my house, my palace that I share with my future king. And there's nothing wrong with that, Ashley. I tell a lot of my friends a lot of the times, it's not about what you say, it's how you say it. And I don't think when you have this meeting or when you talk to them, it should be coming from a place of like upset or you being mad. I think that it should come from a place of like, listen, we want to see you guys independent and thriving because we want to thrive in our own relationship. We have our own goals. We're working towards a marriage. We're working towards a wedding and you guys are stopping us from doing that. So I definitely think getting on the same page as your husband, I keep saying husband because we speaking it into existence, Ashley, but getting on the same page with your fiance and making sure that your relationship is together, then it's setting clear boundaries and rules for your future in-laws and giving them a time frame. And you can accomplish that all and still be very loving and do it in a loving way. But be firm to let them know whatever the timeline is, y'all going to be out. And it's not like we're just kicking you out. I'm asking you to give us the goals that you need to complete and we're going to help you. We're a family. And I think that that's really (laughs) what the only option I see for is, is that like, you know, you have to be firm and you got to hold them accountable. And if they are not ending, if they are not holding the end of their bargain up, you got, like I said before, in the beginning of this podcast, we are thankful that like we, we have you, but listen, we're putting ourselves first and our needs come first. And unfortunately you, you are in, you're stopping us from being able for us to have a healthy relationship. And I'm putting this relationship first. So I hope that that helps Ashley. I know the holidays are coming up, so it could be a lot. But again, I think if you come from a place of love and you're firm and you're honest, I, I feel like a lot of good could come out of it so i you listen right email me back i need to know give me an update and i so appreciate you for this week's advice with bryce and once again if you feel like you need advice with bryce please do not hesitate to reach out to the purple pants podcast you can contact bryce at purple pants podcast at gmail.com bob's got a message bob's got a message Bob's got a message for you. Bob's got a message for you. Oh, and I hope it comes true. Hi, this is. 
is Miss Barb. And before I bring to you my message, I want to acknowledge that I have received all of the well wishes, the expressions of love that you shared with Bryce and he in turn shared with me. I just want to say thank you. It has humbled me and blessed me. Thank you. I want to share with you a piece I read this week that really moved me. It's by Nikki Bannis. And of course, you know, she's my favorite writer. And it goes like this. When I write, believe in yourself, my beautiful friend. This is what I mean. I mean that you should believe wholeheartedly in who you are. You should believe that you are wonderful, beautiful, capable, incredible, and amazing. Because you are. It does not matter if you were not a good student. It does not matter what job you have or do not have. It does not matter what your past looked like or who you were before. None of those things matter. What matters is that you believe in who you are right now in this moment. That you believe that despite it all, you are still overflowing with beauty and wonder and capability and possibility for your future. When I write, believe in yourself, I mean that you should believe that you have worlds inside of you waiting to come out into the real world. You have unique dreams planted as seeds inside of you waiting to come to life. You have incredible ideas patiently waiting to become reality. I mean that you should believe in those seeds of dreams and ideas and wishes because the world wants them. The world needs the uniqueness that you bring. I mean that you should believe in you regardless of your doubts. When I write, believe in yourself, I mean that even if the odds are against you a million to one, that you still bet on yourself every single time. Love you. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. And I've been trying to keep the the theme of music for the Freak of the Week. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just do that for the end of the year. So Adele, her highly anticipated album, 30, dropped this Friday. And listen. It did not disappoint. 
We go to Adele. You you know what to expect from Adele. And so every time Adele drops a new album, I always am like, is it going to hit? You know, am I going to feel the same way I'm going to feel? Because Adele has a certain genre of music and, you know, it puts you in your feels. And I tell y'all all the time, I love music that can evoke emotion from me, whether it's sad music, whether it's love music. Whether it's music that gonna make me pop this turkey, it's like I get something out of it. And y'all know we going into the holidays, and y'all know I love my holiday music, but I really love like sad holiday music. I know it's weird, but I do. So I had a busy weekend this weekend, but every night before I went out, I soaked in a nice hot bath, although I don't love my bath, and I can't wait until I move. And I can build the bathroom of my dreams. And honestly, the bathroom of my dreams would just be a sink and a big old bathtub. But anyway, I was getting into Adele's album and it, you know, she did the thing. Adele did the thing. The album is so cohesive. It flows. Now, there are some songs that I don't really get much out of, but the songs that I get stuff out of, ooh, listen, it's the song to her, like about her child. Uh, it's called My Little One or My Little Love, Bay Bay. That song gets to me. And another song that really gets to me, okay, coincidence or not, is I Drink Wine, Bay Bay. And for me, when I listen to albums, sometimes an album will grab me on the first listen and I'm like, who? But I always try to listen to an album multiple times because I, I need to like sometimes, you know, just sing along with the words. And sometimes you don't even realize what the words are that you're singing along to. And then when they like finally connect, it's like, oh, my God. And that was this song. I drink wine. Baby, who it, it, it can be interpreted in a number of different ways. It can be interpreted like you're in a relationship with someone and like, you know, you're not worried what other people say. Like, you know, I want to get to a place where we're together. Um, or you can interpret it like you're not in a relationship and it's really just about yourself and like, why am I concerned with what people say? Why do I like let these false, like, listen, it just really is speaking to my life right now and I am just so happy. Um, Adele, we know Adele went through a bad breakup. She had her baby and now she is in love again and I just, I love people that follow their passion and put like great pieces of work out. So, listen, Adele... Girl, you didn't win many awards in your lifetime and you can add this award to it as being the freak of the week. If you have not checked Adele's 30 out, you're missing it. OK, you might need to like clean your house to it, take a bath to it or you stressed out. Just drive around in the car wherever you listen to music that it can feel like you, you really can open your mind, body and heart up to it. I would suggest you listening to Adele 30. She definitely did not miss with this album. If Adele is our freak of the week, that means we are coming to an end of another amazing podcast. And I am so thankful for you guys for listening, for supporting, for showing your baby boy love, for getting your baby boy together when I'm wrong. You know, we go together and that's a part of, you know, going with being a being in a relationship with someone is that like, you know, you check them when they're wrong, you love on them when they're right and you're just be you're there to support them, which is why I am so thankful 
for you. If you have not already, please make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else that you get your podcasts from. We are there. My Uncle Pookie is riding around. You can get the subscription from him. Write a review. Give your baby boy some five stars and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that you are thankful. Because it's a... It's a, it's a, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants, it's the purple pants. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.